Hey guys, welcome in to episode 2 of the Birdcage. Today we're going to talk about the Duke embarrassment that Louisville sustained last night in the Cameron Indoor, as well as Eric Crawford's most recent article, and the ACC has released the upcoming basketball schedule for 2024-2025. So we'll get into all those things. So without further ado, let's dive in. We'll start off with the Duke game. Right off the rip, um, Louisville lost 59 to 84 in Cameron Indoor Stadium to the number 10 ranked Duke Blue Devils. Duke was 21 and 6 going into the game. Louisville was 8 and 19, and uh, of course we lost. So <laughs> it's nothing new. Um, Duke is now sitting at 22 and 6, and Louisville is now at 8 and 20 on the uh, on the season. So this is the third 20-loss season in the 110-year history of Louisville basketball. And two of those seasons have come under the direction of head coach Kenny Payne. So that's where we're at uh, as a program. So recapping the game real quick again, I'm going to be straight up and honest with you guys. I fell asleep during this game, which is sad to say for someone like me who has a Louisville Cardinal tattooed on their right arm. Uh, games used to be appointment television for me, and uh, that's just not the case as of recent, and I hate to say that, but nonetheless, so I'm just going to read off the stat sheet here, and um, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. Some of the things that I do remember from the game is that, you know, the same old, same old, we didn't close out behind the arc, we left wide open shooters in the paint, and uh, we don't know how to play defense. And that bears in mind in the stat sheet. You know, Duke shot 50% from the three-point line. 11 out of 22 from behind the arc. Shot 56% from the field. Um, 23 assists and 8 steals with 2 blocks and 14 turnovers. Anytime you turn the team over 14 times, you should be in the game. And Louisville never was in this one. Um, points in the paint. Duke outscored Louisville 42-30. to 30. The largest lead for Duke was 26. Louisville's largest lead was 1. So, uh, yeah, that's where we were. Free throws. Uh, Louisville actually shot more free throw attempts. Uh, 19 compared to Duke's 16. Louisville actually shot 10 out of 19 compared to Duke's 9 out of 16. Um, uh, Duke out-rebounded the cards 43-24. to 24. Offensive boards went to the Blue Devils 13-8. And defensive boards went to Duke 32-16. Nonetheless, Louisville loses again. And again, like I said, we are 8-20 on the year. I think we're all counting down the days until this season ends, which is roughly two weeks from now. Uh, Louisville should play most likely in the day of shame, the first day of the ACC tournament. I believe it's Tuesday or Wednesday, two weeks from now, March 12th or 13th, one or the other. I uh, don't have the schedule right in front of me, but nonetheless, we'll play in one of those days. And uh, most likely, we'll, we'll have an announcement from UofL as, uh, about a coaching change in the days, you know, 24 to 48 hours after that last game in the ACC tournament. So... That's the recap of the Duke game. Not much to say. Louisville loses again. Louisville looks atrocious while they do it again. And Kenny Payne's post-game press conference was much of the same. We have to fight. I told the guys to do X, Y, and Z. They didn't do X, Y, and Z. Nobody was benched for not doing X, Y, and Z. But nonetheless, we are now 20 losses on the year. So, it's Groundhog Day again. Um... Uh, 
Moving forward, we'll talk about Eric Crawford's piece that he penned today on uh, WDRB.com. You can find this there. Uh, mostly this is just recapping the last two years of the Louisville program, but most notably, I wanted to touch on that Eric Crawford actually has went on record now as saying that, in saying that it is time for a change and that it is a necessary move. Um, he talks about how the fan base has mostly, you know, been there since December. Uh, some of us since November. <coughs> Excuse me, when they lost to Kentucky Wesleyan and uh, Chattanooga. But uh, I thought it was very notable that Eric Crawford went on record saying that uh, he thinks that it's time for a change. And obviously I agree. Uh, I think most of the fan base agrees at this point. Um, like I said, we've we've got a long storied history. Um, again, I have to rehash this over and over again, but I'm going to keep doing it because every time I think the standards can't slip any lower, they do. So I'm going to keep beating this drum until the fan base gets it through their head and, and re establishes these standards that we have to that we have to uphold you know this is a program that's got numerous final fours numerous elite eights numerous 316 countless all-americans and three championships the standard cannot slip here at louisville um 110 years we've been playing college basketball okay we've had three 20 law seasons in those 110 years two of those 20 law seasons have come under the direction of coach Kenny Payne. Now listen, I'm not for bad-mouthing and ridiculing and using derogatory language such as moron and clown and all these other things. I'm not into that. The guy is simply not a good basketball head coach. I think he's a great assistant. I think he is a good recruiter. But he's simply not a good head basketball coach. And that's it. And that's okay. Um, that, that's okay to have that. Um, unfortunately, it's just it's not good enough for Louisville basketball and Louisville basketball standards. So Eric Crawford goes on to say in his article, of Payne's 48 career losses, 32 have come by double digits. And, and I mean, just that's that alone. It's just absolutely ridiculousness um, I mean I just we're running we're starting to run out of adjectives to describe the levels of ineptitude that this program has reached and um, I'll be glad to start doing coaching search podcasts and in um, coverage because I feel like I can't I can't beat this into the ground enough um, it's just it's to the point where you know, I still watch the games because I'm a fan. You know, like I said, I've got a cardinal tattoo on my right arm. I'm going to be red and black till I'm dead, right? But, uh, I mean, I'm watching these games out of habit at this point. But, I mean, it just, like I said, I fell asleep in the Duke game last night. I don't remember doing that, you know, probably a handful of times in the last 20 years that I've been watching Louisville basketball. And uh, it, it, it's it's bad where we're at right now but you know we'll get a new coach in and uh well hopefully we'll get some momentum rolling early and we'll start climbing back to relevance on the national scale so leading into that that's actually a perfect segue into the last point that i wanted to talk about 
of the ACC released their home and away schedules and conference schedules for the year. Uh, today, so Louisville will run down these schedules real quick. Home, Louisville has Cal, Stanford, the two new additions to the league, two out of three of the new additions to the league. We have Cal, Stanford, Pitt, Virginia, Florida State, Miami, Clemson, Wake Forest, Notre Dame, I'm sorry, North Carolina, and Duke at home uh, for 2024 and 2025. And the cards go on the road to SMU, a great American conference, <laughs> American athletic conference rival. SMU, Pitt, Virginia, Florida State, Georgia Tech, NC State, Virginia, North Notre Dame, Boston College, and Syracuse are the away games. So right off the rip, the two things that I notice immediately off of that schedule is Notre Dame, or <laughs> I keep calling North Carolina Notre Dame, it's North Carolina and Duke. Both of them, we get at home next year. So if we get a competent head coach, which I'm sure we will, and we get a proven head coach, which again, I'm sure we will, if we get the good head coach in here, the team gets rolling, build some of the fan base back, and some of that momentum back. You get North Carolina and Duke at home. I could foresee a world in which both of those games are sold out. And that would be absolutely awesome. Add into the mix, you get Virginia at home as well. As well as away. But I would say that, you know, provided that the team gets on a roll early. And that they're playing at least, at this point, competent basketball. North Carolina, Duke, and Virginia should be close to, if not, sellouts in the um, center for 2024-2025. Uh, going on down the list here, Cal, Stanford, Pitt, Florida State, Miami, Clemson, Wake Forest, all those, the rest of the home slate. Um, I mean, Cal is kind of up and down this year. Stanford, you know, admittedly, I don't know a lot about Stanford basketball. I pay more attention to them in football, so I'm assuming that they're down this year because they never do much of nothing in basketball. Uh, Pitts up and down, um, Florida State, Miami, both of those started off strong this year. They've kind of fallen to the wayside, both of them probably looking at NIT berths for this year. Clemson, most likely an NCAA tournament team this year. Uh, Wake Forest, again, up and down with Steve Forbes at the helm. Uh, most likely will make the NCAA tournament this year, though. And, of course, Carolina and Duke. Uh, so that's your home slate for this coming season. Uh, pretty strong home slate if I must say. So uh, I think we'll be able to make some hay there. Uh, on the away slate, SMU, Pitt, Virginia, Florida State, Georgia Tech, NC State, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, Boston College, and Syracuse. That seems like a crapshoot to me. Virginia, again, up and down this year. But Tony Bennett seems to have a knack for finding this, uh, hitting that stride late in the season. So hopefully we'll, uh, hopefully the, the league will bounce back as a whole and be strong next season and Louisville can uh, can can get some wins where they can and get that net ranking up and get that SOS up and uh, hopefully make the NCAA tournament next year because in my opinion that should be the bar uh, I mean I'm sorry in year one you're coaching a Louisville you're coaching a Louisville basketball you must make the NCAA tournament and uh, I'm sorry that's just that's just where I'm at um, you know this is a historically strong program that's got multiple banners, countless banners in the rafters. You've got to make the NCAA tournament. And um, so outside of that, I mean, this, I mean, we're running at what, 11, 12 minutes right now? 
Yeah, we've got the Duke game. We've got it recapped. We've touched on Eric Crawford's recent article today. We touched on the uh, football, uh, the, sorry, not the football schedule, the basketball schedule. And um, so we'll, we'll go from there. Something else that I wanted to touch on today before I let you guys go is the uh, Ross Dellinger had a tweet out today on the proposed 14-team college football playoff model that has been uh, proposed in this proposal, champions of the SEC and the Big Ten would be guaranteed two first-round buys. Um, in my opinion, if the Big 12 and the ACC sign on to that, they're absolutely stupid to sign on to that. Uh, you're essentially handing away, what would that be, four bids, right? Two first-round buys, so that's two from each conference, four bids that you're giving away to the other two power conferences. I think that's absolutely stupid if the ACC and the Big 12 signs on to that. And, uh, I mean, ultimately, these TV execs, they're going to end up killing college football. I don't, well, I don't know. I say that. I don't think college football will never die. But ultimately, what I see happening is these conferences are going to end up swelling to a degree where it's so large that consolidation is going to become a necessity. And we'll start seeing the reverse happen as what's happening now right now these conferences are growing bigger and bigger and bigger eventually I think college football will become so large and these two power conferences the Big Ten and the SEC will become so large that the weak end of both conferences will start getting booted the Vanderbilts the Rutgers the Maryland's the uh, who's another weak SEC team I don't know uh I can't think of one right now. Vanderbilt, I've already said them. Uh, I don't know, Mississippi State. You know, those weak to middle-of-the-pack conference teams, they'll start getting booted out, uh, and we'll start seeing some more uh, regression to the mean kind of things. And uh, ultimately, that's what I see happening with college football. But with that proposal, that 14-team proposal, I think that's just ridiculousness. Um, and again, the ACC and the Big 12 want to sign on to that. I mean, in my opinion, especially the ACC, you've already got Florida State, you know, fussing and barking around that they want to leave. You're already giving more ammo to the to your programs that are in the that are in house now. Um, your Clemson's, your Dukes, your Carolinas, your Louisville's, uh, all of your historic, all of your decent to strong football and basketball programs. You're just giving them more ammo to leave the conference. Um, so if it, if I were the ACC, I would say no. Um, but you know the ACC has lacked leadership since John Swafford has resigned. So I don't see anything, any reason to believe that it would change now. Um, it's just uh, college football is a mess. It's an absolute mess. Realignment's going to keep churning. Uh, I think we had some uh, team join the MAC over the past week. I can't remember. I think it was Central Michigan, I believe it was. And uh, Western Kentucky was rumored to join the MAC as well, my alma mater. So, uh, of course, selfishly, I like to see Western join the MAC for football purposes. But regardless, um, that's all I've got for you today. I think I'm going to call it a night. And uh, you guys uh, like, spread the word, share this pod, and uh, we'll try to grow it. Eventually, once the season ends and we get a definitive answer on Kenny Payne's future, which I expect to be a uh, changing of the guard, we will have a episode up 
chronicling the candidates, potential candidates, and uh, the Kenny Payne tenure as a whole. And we'll uh, we'll do that. And in the meantime, you guys keep sharing on the cards, and uh, we'll go from there. Thank you guys for listening. See ya.